Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Tuesday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. There we go. All there connected in. All connected in. There we go. Great to have you with us today. Uh, let's see. We've got Neil Kulong today. And we're going to talk about the Eagles today, which means we'll be circling a Fogden Airport. You're a professional franchise, right? Supposedly, yeah. Okay. Not acting like one right now. Oh, you're just the worst. God. You're in first place. Yeah, I I don't even want to hear that anymore, honestly. With with that disaster of a game on Sunday. You're even in the win call. They're a better team. They should have beaten you the first time. There you go. Be honest, They're the best Bobby. team in the they, division they, right now. They could win this yeah. division right now if they keep playing the way they are. Looking at the Giants' schedule, I still think the Eagles might just somehow win it by default, which is sad in yeah. itself. There is a very good chance the Eagles could win this at 5-10-1 because they're not going to win these next five games. I can tell you that right now. Does your son know you're consumed with hate? <laughs> Uh, he knows the frustrations there. Let's let's say that. Now this is a little bit different than when the suit was here the first two years. I remember one year, and I can't even remember the name of the player. Le'Veon Bell couldn't play a playoff game, and he's telling me how the backup guy is actually really really good. And I said, well, if he were really really good, why wasn't he playing more? <laughs> All right. And of course, they got to the play. They got to the playoff game, and I think he gained eight yards. Now, I'd like to point out, in the suit's defense, there were eight really good yards. But <laughs> now I got you. Everything's wrong. A team in first place marching toward the playoffs, and everything is wrong. Uh, Penn State student-athletes deliver a record 92% graduation success rate. Fourth consecutive graduation uh, rate of 90% or better. Nine teams at Penn State earned a 100% graduation rate. 21 were at or above the overall national average in their sport. Uh, 
Penn State. Let's see here. Let's see if we've got individuals here. Nine teams plus 100% graduation rate. They would be field hockey, women's golf, men's gymnastics, women's ice hockey, women's soccer, women's swimming and diving, men's tennis, women's tennis, and wrestling. Wrestling team had a 100% graduation rate. Field hockey and women's tennis earned a 100% graduation rate for the 16th consecutive year. Uh, let's see. The success rate, here's the success rate. Wrestling, 100% graduation rate. National average, 81 Football, 85% graduation rate. National average, 79. Men's tennis, 100. National average, 92. Meanwhile, Matt's on the computer. Baseball, 92%. National average, 85. Men's gymnastics, 100. National average, 93. Men's basketball, 90% graduation rate. 84% is the national rate. Women's soccer, 100, national 94. Women's golf, 100, national average 95. Women's track and field, 96, national 91. Field hockey, 100, national average 96. Women's swimming and diving, 100, national 96. Women's tennis, 100, national 96. Men's lacrosse, 94, national 91. Men's soccer, 89, national 86. Women's ice hockey, 100, national 98. And men's ice hockey, 93, nationals 92. 21 of the programs turned in a higher rate than the national average of 88%. It is the 11th consecutive year that Penn State football and Penn State basketball earned four-year graduation success rates higher than the national average in their respective sports. It's 11 straight years for each. And that 92% they're 10 points higher than the national grouping. Number four in the Big Ten. So we put that, we put that in. Um, it's always been very, very important here to uh, what the graduation rate is. It's always been important ever since Joe started things rolling with the grand experiment. So we thought we'd pass that along. Now, right now, fans are sitting going, yeah, it's great. Beat Iowa. (laughs) I know what's going on here. (laughs) I understand. I got it. Uh, There you go. Want to make sure we got that. And at least put a positive segment together after Captain Negative over here. I'll just try it like t- I see it. That's all. Try, try to take the show into the abyss. I noticed we had a comment today on Facebook about taking calls. Did you notice that? We take calls. I mean, we have guests on. So when the guest is on, we don't take a call. Okay. But we'll take calls anytime. No issue. Okay. 1 800 795 9565. 800 795 9565. 800 okay. 
965-9575. Okay? My apologies there. But we'll take calls anytime. That's that is somebody mentioned that. It's a good point, but I always want to make sure. Now, when we have guests on, we don't because at that point it, it can get a little sloppy. Doug in Wellsboro, my friend, and Doug. Okay, now Doug is there, I know, but don't do that to Doug, Matt. Don't make it sound like he's a dial tone. He's not a dial tone. He's a person, Doug. He's a person of respect. Wrong button. I'm more than a one zero. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's why I always I always used to make the joke that Jack and I were four combined. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, Stephen, I've got some questions for you. Okay, let's see if I have any answers. All right, you keep. We're all searching for answers at the beginning of these games and stuff. You talked yesterday about being down two scores. Yeah. Um, if you step back a little bit, Etor's in the pros, John Reed's in the pros, Mike is not there, KJ's not there. They don't even have Jan Johnson, Cam Brown, Journey's gone. If you mm-hmm. step back and look at it, the talent level on defense is not there at all. It, it's a mediocre, talented team. Now, it, where it really shows up is these offensive coordinators, they're not dumb. They have scripted plays. And it kind of gets exposed the, the talent level. It's just there's just not the level of talent there. When's the last time somebody has made a play for a sack, uh, a loss, something like that in the opening couple series? Haven't. Um, and part, you know what? Part of I think it is, Doug. I don't. I'm not quite there with you on the talent because I, I really like Brisker. I like Porter. I like Castro Fields. Um, I like Shaka. Mustaver, I really like. I think Mustaver's played really well. Always really played well. But they got to play well getting out of the gate. You notice that once they've, quote, settled into games, they've actually played pretty well once they settled into the game. Well, you got to settle into the game on the opening kickoff. I mean, that, that, I mean that, that's a big problem. you got to settle in right away and not wait to adjust. Make them adjust to you. You say settle in the games, but they're already down two scores, and the game dynamics have changed. Uh, right. Well, that's what I mean. They've settled. In other words, it's taking Penn State too long to settle into the game. I mean, that, that they're down two scores. Like, okay, hey, how about settling in when the opening kickoff starts? Right. I, I, I mean, somebody's got whatever the star rating things are. I mean, like Brandon Smith, he's supposed to be a five star, but I don't know that right. he has a feel for the game. I didn't the original Brandon Smith, the kid from a couple years ago. He was only a couple star, but he had more of a feel for the game. Same like right, Jan Johnson. They had a yep. feel. They were football players and had a feel for the game. It's a very good point. It's a very good point about the two of them. They were football players that knew how to play, and I put a high premium on what you just talked about. Second thing, uh, Kirk Sharaka. I, I don't quite understand what he's trying to accomplish. Is is the system just not installed? I mean, he's trying to run exactly what he ran at, at Minnesota, but there's no pro-wide receivers on this team. Um, he is supposed to be experienced. Why isn't he changing things up, trying something different, rather than trying to do the same things over and over again that are not working? Well, you can't. You only do what you're capable of doing. All right, so let's start with that. Sometimes it's like, hey, try this. You may not have all 11 people capable of doing that. 
I'm just saying, I don't know if that, you know, for a fact, but that's in my experience, Doug, that usually is the barrier to, hey, try this. Well, I'd love to try this, but you know what I mean? Uh, when you look at them, they gained 488 against Indiana. They gained 501 against Nebraska. They got 31st downs against Nebraska. So between the 20s, the only thing that's derailed them between the 20s have been the turnovers. Okay, so between the 20s, the turnovers have derailed them. And some of these leads that you're talking about that that you and I have been now, and I've talked about it, you fall behind two scores. Well, some of that's been the result of turnovers. Uh, not the Ohio State game. Uh, but you look at the game against Nebraska. All right, Penn State, the offense threw an interception, run back to the 15-yard line. Defense held them to a field goal, but again, now you're down two scores. Well, is it the defense's fault they're down two scores? It's the defense's fault they're down seven, but not the three. Uh, same thing with Indiana. What turned the game around? Turnovers. Short field, able to get it done, no whole deal. So turnovers have been a problem that they need to, need to overcome in this. Now, when they get to the red zone, I I don't know. That's something I'd have to talk to James and Kirk about. Uh, are they comfortable with the play call? Are they are they uncomfortable with the with the execution? I mean, there could be a play call there they'd like to have back, maybe. There, or it could be the execution isn't quite right. I don't know. Sometimes, as I pointed out yesterday, and everybody runs into this at some point, even though people don't realize it, some teams run into a slump at a certain part of the field. Red zone's a tough place to have a little bit of a slump, um, and that that and that part that part I'm I'm a little mystified right now. I know the field shortens up, the dynamics shorten up. Uh, it's and that makes it tougher, but you need to have greater efficiency there. There's no getting around it. These fades to Parker Washington, I, I don't, I mean, I guess they work. I don't understand quite. Where's Zach Koontz at? The kid is how tall? Well, Isn't Zach, he at least worth Zach, a shot? Okay, Zach was banged up. He didn't make the trip. Okay, all right. All right, well, okay. A lot, a lot, no, nobody, no, a lot of people don't know that. All right. Uh, so that's not, that's not your fault for not knowing um, at all. The um, the one thing I'll say about Parker Washington, who by the way is a fine young player, I he's going to have a nice career here. He's going to get a lot of catches here. But I'll tell you that in that last sequence, that fade to the corner, he didn't put the defensive back in any kind of conflict. He he ran it in such a way that made himself easy to cover, and that that's something I'd also like to ask James. Like, you know, okay, do you want him to put him in more conflict? Because I mean. It was not it was not difficult to cover the way he ran it, you know what I mean? The, yeah. the, the defensive back's not right. The defensive back's not even thinking he's going to make an inside move. Right, he's all. not faking at all. He's not giving a head fake. He's giving yeah. no conflict. He's just heading for the corner and hoping to fade right. over top of it. Right now, is that the design? I don't know. Is it just in the moment? He just he just did it. I don't know. So I'm trying to be fair. To, I don't know the answer to either one of those. I'm just saying that the way it was run by him made it easy for Nebraska to cover. Last quick thing. These kickoffs are driving me nuts. Oh, jeez. They're punching it down to about the 10, 15-yard line, and these yep. kids 
okay, one time, got it. The coaches should yep, be in I'm his face telling him, fair catch the ball, period. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, the first time, I'm with you. All right, the first time I'm with you all the way that, hey, look, because it's a young player. It was either Keziah or it was uh, Kevon. So I'm going to get a chance to make a play. I totally get that. But then at some point it has to be entered into, hey, guys, okay, give up the ghost, make the fair catch at the 12, we'll take the ball at the 25, start from there, because right now we're hurting on field position. So you're right. That needs to be an option that is discussed with the younger players. Okay, well, I know we're up against the clock. So I, uh, I heard on radio you're the self-proclaimed expert on Penn State football, so I wanted to talk to the top. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think, what did he say? He said I was the self-proclaimed voice of the Nittany Lions. I'm like, I've never called that my, my whole life. Now, Learfield calls me that, but <laughs> I don't continue. Didn't he say you were the expert or something, a self-proclaimed expert on Penn State football or something? I think he said it was a self-proclaimed voice of the team, I think. Okay. And, and, you know, now, Alabama fans, Eli Gold is, quote, the voice of the Crimson Tide, and Paul Keels the voice of the Buckeyes. I'm just the guy in Sunbury. (laughs) 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 You know, Hey, who's that guy on Sirius XM Saturday? Ah, oh, it's the guy from Sunbury. Well, <laughs> hey, at least you're not the self-proclaimed voice of Shikalami football. Oh, <laughs> oh, I know, but you know what? He saw he saw it before it was happening. You know that. Oh, well, it, and believe me, he's sitting in his office right now, being just as clairvoyant about life. <laughs> all right uh, thanks Doug, thanks Dan. always a pleasure hey thanks for all the questions on saturday too i really we really appreciate that they're always very thoughtful all right we'll take a break we'll come back with more in a moment great to have you with us today let's see we got dave sangaro at four oh at the four four thirty five today neil Kulong at 406 more of your calls next half hour Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory, fabulous pre-owned inventory that they go over with a fine-tooth comb. 
and the service department outstanding and great deals to be had. Holidays are a great time to buy a new vehicle. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online, sunburymotors.com. <laughs> so I went for uh, my annual eye exam today, <laughs> or actually semi-annual, I should say. It goes every six months. So I go with my semi-annual um, eye exam this morning. And uh, Dr. Marla Moon. And uh, <laughs> they put drops in my eyes. So I'm like, I'm sitting there like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's taking a little while. It's finally starting to come back into focus, everything here. Uh, but wow. It's, I mean, I deliberately had it done on a Tuesday. Didn't want to have the, hey, let's do this on a Friday. I'm like, hey, <laughs> before a game. you got to be kidding me. And I wanted it done before basketball season. Same thing, because I've got a game next Wednesday. At least right now it's scheduled. Um, but, yeah. yeah. So, drops in the old eyes. Hey, let's do some eye dilation. Okay, great. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like my recommendation... This is many years ago. My recommendation on where to go, because Marl is the best. Right. Yeah. Guess who my recommendation was from? Who would that be? He says, hey, you should go to my eye doctor. JVP, Joe Paterno. Steve, you should go to Dr. Moon. Like, Okay. There you go. One of the best decisions I made because he recommended it. That was his eye doctor. So, yeah. All right. So, I've been going there ever since. It takes good care. All right. James Franklin was asked today about um, the quarterback situation. He gave the answer I thought he would give. Uh, and here's the answer he gave to Mark Brennan's question from uh, 24-7 Sports. Yeah, um, you know, obviously I knew that that question was coming, and and I get it. Um, yeah, we we have not um, we have not you know made made that decision or announced that decision yet. Um, obviously, we had some conversations about it about it this weekend uh, with not only the coaching staff um, but also uh, you know with uh, Sean and with with Will as well, uh, based on what we're going to do in practice this week and things like that. So um, <clears throat> you know we'll we'll evaluate that as the week goes on based on uh, you know what we do this week, but also what we've done this season and and what we've done last year. Uh, obviously, Will um, you know came in and did did some good things and and put himself in, in this position, and, and he's earned it. Um, no different than Sean had, had earned the ability to be our, our starting quarterback last year and our starting quarterback to start the season. Um, you know, Will was able to come in and, and, and earn to be uh, part of this conversation. So the bottom line is that tonight when they go to practice, there will be somebody that will line up with the ones. Now, this could be a case of you line up with the ones and then you run some with the ones and then the other guy does as well but somebody is going to have to be the first quarterback out there tonight you would think by the end of tomorrow night you probably will have the idea what they want to do because I think you want to go into Thursday's practice and the walkthrough that with that part settled for everybody as to how you're going to go about it and you know everybody can make predictions as to what they're going to do. I'm not going to sit there and predict what they're going to do. I'm just going to look out there myself and find out what they're going to do, uh, and go from there. 
Um, and yeah, how about Doug throwing some high heat today? How about that? Coming in hot today, boy. Yeah, coming in about the voice of the Nittany Lion thing. Coming in about you know about Shikalemi football. That was a curveball. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's. I mean, Suit was looking fastball all the way and got the hook. That's what they're so that's what they're going to do, huh? Um, yeah. Um, then we'll we'll go from there. I think they were pretty pleased for the most part with how Will Fries moved into the right guard spot. Um, that's why when James was on the show at the end of September on the coaches show and we talked about the offensive line and I brought up Will Fries and he was the one that volunteered that um, that Will Fries would get some work at guard and in the preseason he got some work at guard with Caden Walls at tackle and when the season started it was Fries at right tackle C.J. Thorpe at right guard and of course when they played Indiana they started with six offensive linemen then Fries did do some spot work a little bit at right guard, especially in the Maryland game. The key is to get the combination of your five best people there. Penn State ran the ball well. Protection was good for the most part, but they you know they were getting outnumbered because Nebraska was just blitzing all over the place. So whomever's the quarterback, Clifford or Will Levis, will have to do a good job on blitzes because people look at the tapes. They have to do a good job on blitzes of, quote, picking out the hot read and then going from there. Levis made a heck of a play on the pass to Pat Fryermuth because they blitz, he's under the gun, he spins, rolls left, squared his shoulders up, and Fryermuth did the right thing. He saw an opening and he took off downfield. And Will saw him and ended up being a 74-yard play down to the one. The officials have no sense for the dramatic. I mean, let him score. Just call. Just kidding. He wasn't in, but, um, but you know, they that'll be the part. That's where it comes down to with running backs. We talk all the time about the ability to pick up the blitz, to be good blockers for young running backs. That is the toughest part for them to pick up because they're not asked to do that in high school. The quote star running back is expected to run the ball. The star running back is expected to be in the pass pattern if the team is going to throw. The star running back rarely in high school is asked to pick up the blitz because being the star running back means a lot of the offense flows right through you. So Keziah Holmes, Kevon Lee, Devin Ford, they're all star running backs in high school. Picking up the ball, it took. I remember it took a couple of years for Kurt Warner to really learn how to be good at picking up the blitz. DJ Dozier, Blair Thomas, Kajana. That's something they all had to learn at one point um, or another. Evan Royster, they all did, but they had to learn how to pick up, you know, do that part because in high school, their job was to run. 
And if they threw it, their job was to be in the pass pattern to be a really good option for their quarterback. Here, you have to be able to block. There are times where I think the blitz pickup's been pretty good, but there's a lot of pressure, and Nebraska put a lot of pressure on with the blitz. Okay, pick up those hot reads, go from there. Uh, that's what's... Uh, Um, and, of course, that'll be something they work on this week as well. But when it comes to the quarterback, yeah, that was the answer. I think everybody, was, that, that was not an unexpected answer. They did go back in and do corrections on Sunday. They made the transition into getting ready for Iowa on Sunday night, midway through the practice. Yesterday, they're off. So tonight's the first time they're actually out there on that practice field with pads on. because There's no pads on Sunday with pads on and see how it goes from there and then they'll, they'll decide what they want to do but somebody has to run out there and be with the ones and if I'm smart enough to know the difference between a 7 and a 14 I'll figure out pretty quickly who that person is All right. I did that with Joe one time where he wouldn't reveal who the starting quarterback was and of course, I'm at practice, so I know who the start quarterback's going to be. <laughs> but I asked him the question, and he said, "Steve, I'm not going to commit to doing it here." Da 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 da, da right, right. And I, and I think it was between Matt Seneca and Zach Mills, right. And he gave me that wry smile because he knew I knew. Right? And he says, and I said, "Well, boy, that puts a lot of pressure on me." I said, "I said I'm going to have to figure out which number's which," and he just started laughing. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. So. Oh well, we we do take calls here, just like Doug called in. You know, we had a comment today from Edward about calls. You guys call in anytime you want, any question you want. I mean, you're, I mean, Doug asked some really good questions today. Well, hey, we'll answer any question you have. I have no problem doing that at all. So. No problem. I think he answered a bunch of questions tonight. I'm supposed to be on a Zoom call tonight. I've done this the last couple of weeks with different groups. So I'm on doing that tonight. Wow. It's a call from Westchester. It just screams of spam. <laughs> what do you think? Probably. Unless that's Doug P. on line one with some answers for me. It is a 610 area code. <laughs> this could be it. All right. Oh, wait, it's texting me now. It is Doug P. All right. Put out a, a warrant on you. Harassment. That's because I've I, I brought back the Doug P. Stu Nod meter that was brought in Philadelphia during his uh-huh. rookie, rookie season. And after this week, I give him a 10 out of 10 on the Stu Nod meter. You're, you're, has your wife talked to you about how not to be so cruel around the child when it comes time to talk football? Actually, she has. She says, you, stop I mean, getting th- angry. It's just a game. <laughs> I mean, do you throw stuff at the TV? No, I, I have never done Only one time, and I have never done it again because my, our, my mom uh, threatened to never let me watch the Eagles again. 
It was the 0-3 NFC Championship game when they lost to Carolina. And Deuce Staley had the drop touchdown pass, which would have made it 14-10 somewhere in the second half. And I got so frustrated, I threw a salt bottle at the TV. Really? <laughs> that is the only time. Only time. How about that? Yes. Uh, you are a... Uh... Yeah, I'm just thinking about your young child. Beautiful child. I have matured since I was younger. Younger, I I was worse when I was younger. Just ask my dad, God bless him, who put up with me all these years and still does to this day. You were worse than this? My dad had to give me Motrin after the Eagles lost to the Bucks in the 0-2 championship game because I was so nuts. Do you know how many tough games I've announced in my lifetime? I I wasn't happy it was over with, but nobody had to give me Motrin. (laughs) Now, granted, I was in third grade at the time. Yeah, third grade. Motrin? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's not good. (laughs) Not my proudest moment. (laughs) (laughs) My proudest moment, he says. Okay. There you go. By the way, our thanks to uh, Kelly Herman. Uh, another their latest like on the uh, Steve Jones Show Facebook page. Thank you, Kelly. Appreciate that uh, very, very much. Awfully nice. Awfully nice. Uh, from Seals Grove. So way to go. Uh, we appreciate that very, very much. So very nice. So Kelly, thank you. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today on what has at times been a snowy day here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. It's been another revealing show about the co host. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Hyperventilating Motrin, throwing stuff at the TV, almost accidentally throwing Luke. It's like, oh, it's all just a bad, some bad stuff. Yeah, it's, this ranks right up there with all this, the uh, legal orders on stalking for the suit. It's unbelievable. Right up there. Same thing. You just can't catch a break. <laughs> no, I'm starting to wonder. You wonder why when I see Jack Hammond Saturdays, I hug him and tell him I'm so happy to see you. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Who's TV famous now, by the way? Oh, is he really? Because yeah, of the for... commercial? Yeah, because of the commercial. The, the commercial, commercial. Yeah, the Yeah. Well, you know what? If you watch that commercial, look in the background. Ron Moeller's in it. I said, Mole Man, I said, you, I said, have reached a new level. I said, you legitimately are now an extra. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I'll have to, I'll have to look you've and pay got, extra careful attention. You've now. got to look and see the Mole Man. Yeah. Okay. Okay, the Mole Man is in the commercial. Oh, 
Well, we lost a lot of people, obviously, this particular year. Tommy Heinsohn was uh, just passed away what, last week. Mike Gorman, and you know the high, absolutely high regard I hold Mike both personally and professionally. Just personally, just really like Mike. Um, he did a beautiful five and a half minute tribute to to Heinsohn's life with some great cuts in there. You know, showing his 37 points and 23 rebounds in Game 7 of his rookie year when the Celtics beat the St. Louis Hawks. You know, a little bit of his coaching, but then about the two of them getting together to broadcast. And and you know, Heinsohn reminding everybody that when the Celtics are playing, he says, look, Mike, we got to beat two teams. <laughs> of course, the other one being the officials. <laughs> Mike said that the first time, now, now he had, and Tom had done some Providence College games together, a small package. And when the Celtics needed to hire a new play-by-play guy for TV to do, I think it was their home games, because Gil Santos, because you know Gil was doing the road games with Bob Cousy for a period of time. Heinsohn recommended Mike, so Mike, you know. Mike says they had like a one-year contract, and, they, and the Celtics said, we'll see. <laughs> it's like, oh, that really feels good. <laughs> and I know that feeling because I ended up getting what my first year doing football, I got a one-year deal, and I remember my sister-in-law said to me, they only gave you one year, they didn't tell me a lot. I said, like, I said, I think I can do this thing in a year. I, then the next contract I got was for three. But... <laughs> but it, um, Gorman sits down and does all this preparation hometowns family, great moments pets I mean everything on every player both teams, lots of notes now I've been in the broadcast booth uh, in the old Boston Garden the old broadcast row in Boston Garden because uh, Gil invited me in to be with him and Bob Cousy one day when I was up in Boston. So I know where they're, they're sitting. And so Mike's sitting up there with Heinsohn. Heinsohn comes in and sees all these notes, stacks of stuff. He goes, oh, for goodness sakes, Mike. He picks it up. He goes, we don't need this. And he throws it. <laughs> throws it. He's starting floating down to the seats below. He says, look. You and I are just going to talk basketball for the next few hours. We're going to do that every night. That's all we're going to do. And that, and it's interesting when Mike said that, that Heinsohn did that, because that's all they've done since, is that that's the exact same approach Jack and I have taken and Dick and I have taken. Jack and I look at it as two guys sitting there talking football. Two guys sitting here talking Penn State football. And Dick and I look at it as two guys sitting here talking basketball and talking Penn State basketball. It's interesting. I mean, it's uh, they hear the approaches are so similar. Oh, yeah, I prepare. As you know, I, I'm prepared. But you don't need this. We're just going to talk basketball for three hours. We don't need all this stuff. 